Life Audio. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to How to Study the Bible. I am your host, Nicole Eunice, and I am just really glad that you're here with me today. Thank you for joining me wherever you are right now, whatever you have faced today or whatever you will face today. I want you to know that God is with you, and because God is with you, you can persevere You can continue to be faithful to your life because he is faithful to you. We are in a series called Lord, Hear My Prayer, and we are walking through some of the complicated emotions that we experience because, newsflash, we are human beings. And as human beings, we face a lot of things in the world that we respond to. And in our response... We don't want to leave God out of that. We talked about that last week, that actually like the definition of pride is believing that we can solve things on our own. And to be walking with Jesus is to acknowledge that you need him in every area of your life. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So we're going to be talking today about, Lord, hear my prayer when I'm angry. And anger is a really interesting emotion. It's one that for many of us, we have a background where we've been taught that anger is unacceptable. We may have a background where we experienced the sin of someone's anger uh, toward us, and that has had huge ramifications in our life. So most of us, no matter what, we have some thought on anger, 
And we also kind of wonder, maybe um, unclear about where anger fits in with a loving God and what I'm supposed to do with my anger with a loving God. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about some very clear truth about what happens when we are angry and what to do about it. And before we get into that, I want to give you one piece of encouragement that I think could be sort of a guiding principle for us today, which is this. Remember that God can handle your emotions even when you cannot. God can handle your emotions even when you cannot. So let's go to the scriptures and see what we can read about anger. Like I told you guys at the beginning of this series, I really just wanted to walk you through a way of engaging with God's word outside of this podcast or outside of your of your Sunday message. And one of those ways is with that guide in the back of your Bible called a concordance. And that is a place where you could go and look up a word and that word will lead you to verses about that word. So we talked about fear. We talked about disappointment. We're going to talk about anger. And so looking up, very simply looking up anger, you can get an overview of what scripture has to say about that topic. Now, it doesn't mean that this is going to work every time. It doesn't mean that every verse listed there is going to be pertinent to what you're trying to explore or discover, but it is going to help you be more familiar with scripture and more familiar with the things that God deems important to talk about. And so we're going to look at four verses today about anger, two from the Old Testament, two from the New. So let me read you those now. And I want to invite you as you listen to this, I want you to to picture yourself being angry. <laughs> like some of you, you're like, yep, that was this morning. Some of you are like, I never get angry. And I would actually say as your sort of resident therapist, that's probably a problem because there's plenty in life to be angry about. Um, it doesn't mean that we have to respond to our anger, but the emotion of anger is not the sin. We were given that emotion. It's actually helpful, right? Like we need anger because there's times where our anger is justified. You may be upset at the way people are treated in the world. You may be angry about a, a, a f- act of injustice that you've experienced. Well, God's put that in you. God has wired you to be a, a person of justice. So anger has a place in our life. It's a matter of figuring out where that place is. So let's read through these. Psalm 4, verses, verse 4. So Psalm 4, verse 4 says, In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your heart and be silent. Proverbs 14.29 says, Whoever is patient has great understanding, but the one who is quick-tempered displays folly. And then two from the New Testament from Ephesians chapter 4, 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Okay, so we always start in the same place with our Alive Method. We just start by trying to rehearse and reiterate what it is that we have read. So the first question we're going to ask is, what does it say? So if you're looking at those scriptures, if you're listening or you need to zoom back and listen again to those scriptures, we just want to kind of get our heads around what is the saying, right? Okay, so a couple things that stand out to me as I look at these verses put together. The first one is that Psalm 4.4 starts with in. In your anger, do not sin. And I'm just noticing that it doesn't say in do not sin by being angry, right? It just says when you're angry. It's basically saying when you're angry, do not sin. So it kind of has this this sense of like this is going to happen to you, which kind of clarifies for us is anger itself a sin. 
And then he says, when you're on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. So I'm like underlining things like what happens when in anger? And I'm like, okay, in anger, I don't want to sin. In anger, I want to search my heart. And when I'm angry, I want to be silent. And then we go to Proverbs 14 and Proverbs 14 is just going to give us, sometimes I think of Proverbs as like the facts of life. Like this is literally just going to give you some of the facts of life. Like this is a study in human behavior. Okay. So this is not a command as much as it is an observation. And you, if you've lived on this world for a while, then you probably have seen this very thing, right? So it says, this is a human observation. Whoever is patient has great understanding. But one who is quick-tempered displays folly. So what we hear is two different kinds of people being compared. And the one kind of person is a patient person. And Proverbs tells us a patient person has this kind of understanding to them. And if, you, if you've if you been with a patient person, I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. That makes sense. Like when people are patient, they tend to be compassionate. They tend to withhold judgment. They tend to be slow to make judgments or to make decisions necessarily when they impact other people. There's all these factors of a person who is patient, right? They usually are have hard won this way of moving through the world. And then that's compared to another person, right? And that other person is someone who's quick-tempered. So to me, quick-tempered means I get angry and respond quickly, okay? So it's not about just having a temper. It's about being quick with a temper, I take action with my temper. And Proverbs 14 tells us that person displays folly. That person is foolish. And if you've ever been around somebody or you've been that somebody who has been quick-tempered, you know that generally being quick-tempered does not lead us into life-giving habits. Being quick-tempered does lead us into foolishness, whether that's being foolish with our words, being foolish with our actions, being foolish with our decisions, we can feel that reality of what it means to be angry. Now, some people take this to mean you should never get angry. But when I read Psalm 4.4, what I hear is that there is a way to relate to your anger. There is a process for your anger. Ephesians 4 goes on and says, in your anger, do not sin. So we get that same beginning as that Psalm. Okay, so Ephesians is repeating what we've read in the Old Testament and is putting it into the New Testament. And it kind of goes on from there and says, don't let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. So we see in Ephesians 4, we talk about a backstory. We see that in Ephesians, we're hearing a repeat of this command from the Psalms, but it's sort of added on, right? So we get this like contextual, like, hey, here's what, here's, I'm repeating something that has been known. And then I'm going to add this idea that if you are angry, you are giving the devil a foothold. I don't know if you've ever rock climbed, but I rock climbed in in college. I took a class, a rock climbing class. And in that rock climbing class, we would climb on just like a a rock climbing wall, like an inside wall. And it was all leading to a time where we were going to climb an actual mountain on an actual cliff. Now, let me tell you a little something about rock climbing. When you're inside and you rock climb, you've got a rope that can only, you can only fall like a foot or two. If If you fall off of an indoor wall, you just fall back a little bit. If you're on a rope outside on an actual cliff and it's like pretty, pretty high, then you're going to fall as far as that rope stretches. So the way that you engage with that climb feels a lot more important. I mean, you could climb, you could fall even 20 feet on that, on that rope as that rope stretches if you fall. So when you're a rock climber, you are looking for handholds and footholds 
that will help you. And there's nothing a rock climber is more excited to find than a foothold. Because a foothold is a place where you can put all your weight. You can like so confidently lean into that place and and go to that place because that foothold is a place where you can hold your whole body secure. You can basically stand, right? So when I hear this verse from Ephesians, it makes me think about that idea of rock climbing and a foothold. And I'm like, oh, goodness, like if you are angry, you're not just giving the devil a handhold. You're not just giving the devil a place to put two fingers and try to pull up. You are creating a place where a lot of weight and a lot of confidence can go into that spot. There's something about being quick tempered that leads us to foolishness and foolishness is the devil's playground. That's where the devil wants you to be, right? Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. So when we read these things, we kind of get some truth about our anger and what we do with it. But there are many, many reasons we get angry. Like I said, some are justified, some are not. But when we're angry, and the reason we can get quick-tempered is because anger gives us a physiological reaction. We actually have this fight versus flight reaction to anger. And because it's a physical response that the way anger is designed, it's designed to give us strength. It's designed to prepare us if we needed to defend ourselves. So because of that, it creates this like physical outlet. So you can't just not deal with anger. Like if anger creates a physical response in you, it does need an outlet. We have to do something about it. Foolishness is when we turn that anger outward in bitterness and cynicism in words and actions that we don't really want to stand behind. But we can also turn that anger inward. And anger turned inward, I've often heard depression is defied as anger turned inward. Anger turned inward can create shame. It can create isolation. It can create depression. So we want to deal with anger. We need an outlet for our anger. And so when I go to this idea of what does it mean? What do these words teach us? What can we do with these three, four verses from scripture? Here's what I wrote for what does it mean? Anger is not sinful, but easily leads to sin. So we kind of want to understand and respect to what anger can be. Understanding and acknowledging anger and allowing God to correct and direct us in our pain is an important step toward moving through anger into love. And in this particular case, I think we have no better, obviously, example of how to live in the world, even in hard things, than Jesus. Jesus gives us a model of what it looks like to live in forgiveness to live with the ability to turn the other cheek, to live trusting that God is the one who will 
see things through to completion. God is the one who sees you in your hurt and in injustice. And God is the one who can respond. And so when we think about our anger, when we acknowledge our anger, we really are allowing God into that space with us. We want God to come into that space to correct our hearts, to direct us toward love, because we can't do it alone. If you're angry about something, there's a reason. There's a reason you're angry about it. And and you can't be alone in that. Anger is often an emotion that covers softer emotions. So sometimes when we're angry, what we really are is disappointed. Sometimes when we're angry, what we really are is hurt. Sometimes when we're angry, what we really feel is betrayal. And if you're able to go to God with that anger and process that anger, like it says in Psalm 4, for when you're on your beds, search your hearts. Searching our hearts is the process of reflection. It's asking the question, what is behind this anger? What is the narrative I have about why I'm angry or who I'm angry at? Let me search my heart and be silent before God and allow God to direct me toward love. Don't ignore your anger because your anger always needs an outlet. But don't act on your anger either because acting on our anger in a quick way often leads to foolishness, right? And that gives the devil that foothold, that strong, confident place to move toward us and attack us, right? So what we want in our anger is to be able to allow God to direct us, to allow God to correct us, for us to find the softer emotion that's often underneath anger and to bring that to God. I want to close with one of my favorite verses from the book of Hebrews that says, let us come before the throne of grace with confidence so that we might find mercy and receive help in our time of need. And I don't think there's any time where we have more need than when we feel out of control because we are angry. And that, my friends, is a place that God does not condemn you. God does not shame you. God does not punish you, but he actually meets you when you come to him. Search your heart and be silent. Allow God to correct and direct you when needed and see what might happen as you are transformed into a person who perhaps has been very quick tempered or very impatient to a person who becomes a person who is patient and who leads with love. All right, you guys, talk to you next week. How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you like what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.